Welcome back to Fort DC. I'm so excited for episode two. Today our guest is Kabir Singh, a singer from New York. So Kabir, why don't you just start by telling us about you? Awesome, of course. So I actually grew up in western New York. Uh, I grew up in a town of actually only like 2,000 people and I uh, grew up in a family of 15 and uh, we were essentially the only Indian family in town. And uh, music is a huge part of my life, always has been. Uh, there's about 17 or 18 generations of musicians uh, in our family. So uh, music has always been, uh, you know, a central point in my life. And uh, I actually started out playing the violin. A lot of people don't know that about me. Uh, but then I actually transitioned in about middle school, going into high school. I joined choir. And, uh, you know, that summer... Eighth grade leading into my freshman year of high school, I kind of fell in love with like American standards, think, uh, Nasty Cole, Frank Sinatra, Deep Martin. And that was actually thanks to my uncle. Uh, and yeah, I just kind of, you know, it kind of hit that wave and started discovering that, you know, I love to sing, uh, started doing more musicals in high school. And, uh, yeah, that was just kind of, you know, propelled me into the music scene. And uh, I went to Geneseo, City uh, Geneseo here in New York, and I graduated with a degree in administration, graduated, moved to New York City, and I actually worked in finance for three years. And, uh, yeah, about three years in, I kind of was desperately looking for a change, and uh, I started managing my family, kind of gave them a uh, social media uh, presence, and, you know, designed a website for them, and um, just kind of doing all that freelancing and just being actively involved in the music scene, I just finally just took the leap and uh, started doing music full time. So uh, now I'm here, and uh, it's been a great decision. It's been a huge one, but uh, I wouldn't change anything along the way. Oh wow, that's super interesting. That's like a really big switch. Absolutely, uh, definitely scary. Uh, you know, my mom was kind of against it at first, but, uh, you know, she sees how happy I am, you know, finding success, and I'm just getting closer to my family because of it. Yeah, I was going to ask, actually, about, like, what your parents felt about you switching, because um, I would imagine that they would be kind of worried, but at the same time, you say that your family is a family of musicians, so I'm kind of interested to see, like, what your family's reaction was initially. Yeah, so it, it was fascinating because they were essentially torn down the middle. See, my dad's a musician, and, you know, he's a pure musician in every single sense. You know, free at heart, um, traveled the whole world his entire life. So, um, you know, he he was very frank with me. He told me, listen, uh, he said, if you go into music, you have to do something different. You have to put yourself apart because, it, in my humble opinion, it's the most competitive field in the world. Um, you know, being an artist is not easy. Uh, very rare that you do find uh, success or you're able to break through that noise. But I think what sets me apart is I'm a Sarbad, I'm a Sikh artist who's singing a mix of standards and then pop R&B, neo-soul. Uh, and I don't sing in Punjabi. That's not my forte. I, it's not something that interests me. And I think that really catches people off guard that here's a full Sarbad wearing a turban, a beard, there's no accent. He's singing in English. He's doing something completely different. Um, so my dad encouraged it. Uh, but then my mom, on the other hand, was, you know, more traditional. She's like, well, so what are you going to do? Like, I'm worried. 
uh, you know, at least you have your business degree, you've worked in finance, I could always go back. You know, I'll tell you right now, that would definitely not ever happen, just because I love my freedom and being able to express myself so much, but it's that duality, right? It's, it's consciously knowing that our parents who left their, their homeland come from, you know, essentially nothing and starting over to give us an opportunity to lead these beautiful lives, uh, that to me is amazing, you know, and I appreciate everything they've done, the sacrifices they've made, but, uh, you know, as an individual, uh, I've always wanted to express myself, and I can do that through my art, all while, you know, giving back to my South Asian roots. You know, I've been speaking to so many people about this, about how we're in a golden age of just being able to express ourselves and make music and make art. Uh, and I thought I owed it to my family and to myself and to my community to, to do that. So, uh, you know, that brought me to the present day. Okay, wow, that's interesting. Um, yeah, I think you're right in that it is kind of a golden age for South Asians to be artists in the diaspora community. And, like, just even, like, in the last year, there's been a huge increase in representation in mainstream media. So, have there been any artists along the way that have inspired you or that still inspire you to do what you do? Of course. You know, so many come to mind. The first being actually just my family. Uh, and I say this humbly because I just love them so much and I manage them and I do all their affairs for them as well. Uh, I let, you know, I help with their social media, etc. and I just let them be pure artists. But my uncle especially, my dad and my uncle, uh, the Vincent Prasadza, you know, he is one of the most well-known Sikhs in the world as a, as a, someone who's involved in Kirtan and as, you know, a master of puzzles, etc. He has always just wowed me with his musical ability. Because he's just dedicated his whole life, literally his whole life to this track. Uh, and you have to be passionate about what you do because if you do that, you know, it really shows in your work. Uh, and along the way, I've met so many other creatives this last few years. Uh, Rabindler especially, he's from California, from the Bay Area, he lives in LA now. Uh, you know, our families go way back and we're extremely close. And, uh, you know, he's been an integral part in my growth as well. But, you know, just going back to what you were just saying in terms of this being a golden age, uh, you know, like you were saying, it's taboo for some people to hear like, oh, I'm a creative or I'm an artist. You know, people are they're not the typical doctor, engineer, lawyer. And it, it catches people off guard, but I've always wholeheartedly believed that if you love what you do, and you're passionate about it, uh, and you live in the moment, you know, that success will find you. And good music, good art is always going to be found because the world needs more of it, especially now in this day and age where you're just constantly hearing about so much conflict or, uh, you know, racial injustice or just hatred in general. Artists such as ourselves, you and me, we have a right and an obligation to uh, essentially bind together, let our art be heard, and we owe it to our community to really, you know, put this on display. It's a beautiful thing. Um, so, you know, finding these other artists, such as Rikinder, my family, there's, a, there's an artist, uh, a producer, rather, Antonio Lewis, who I'm working with uh, from the UK. We just found each other this year, and, like, he's essentially help me with every single project along the way. Um, and, you know, we're releasing, I'm releasing my first EP. I'm so excited to actually say it. And, 
yeah, these six original songs and, uh, just so, so excited just to put that into the world and just hopefully connect with more artists and just keep moving the ball forward. Oh wow, that's really cool. Congratulations. Thank you. Um, yeah, that's really cool. So like, what has it been like putting together something like that? Like how many years in the making or months or hours or whatever has it been for you to finally be putting out your own original music? So I've been working on this for about a year now. Uh, the last six months I really kind of ramped up just because I was traveling so much earlier in the year. I was so lucky to be on the BBC in uh, the UK, the BBC Asian Network. Uh, I was traveling with my family in Mexico. We lived in California, back and forth, uh, visiting other creatives, kind of getting my head wrapped around the EP. Uh, but the name of the EP is Better Left Unsaid. Uh, we're calling it Blue for short, Better Left Unsaid. Uh, and it deals with duality, growing up as a Sikh American, with heartbreak. Heartbreak is essential in it. Uh, so I think it's going to tell a really cool story. And, yeah, just uh, the last six, seven months, that's all I've been thinking about every day, working on it every uh, morning, afternoon, night. Uh, it's a lot of work, uh, but, you know, I'm really excited for people to hear those. Uh, for Soft Brothers, uh, that's, the, that's the name of the group, uh, my family. They're going to be featured on that as well. Rick and is going to be on it. And, uh, yeah, I think it's really going to set itself apart from everything else I've done and really kind of lay uh, a flag. Um, moving forward in the community, I think, in terms of sound and vision. So I'm really, really excited. Oh, wow. Uh, okay, that sounds really cool. You were talking about how when you tell people that you're an artist, you kind of just have to love what you're doing and do what you're doing, and you'll you'll find success. How did you get over, or did you have to get over this kind of, like, what will people say mindset, like, within the brown community? Yeah, it, to be honest, you deal with it every day, no matter what. It, 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 and it's kind of sad because we have such a rich history of art and tradition in India, Pakistan. All of our backgrounds are just so rich, and we should encourage the art more. It's really jarring to people, number one, when you say that. You know, especially jarring to when you say, I left a job at Bloomberg, I left my job in finance to do fine art. Uh, kind of blows people away uh, in a positive way. And you can see the movement in their head. Like, their brain is just churning, like, whoa, that's like a huge leap. But if people like you and I don't do that, then who will? Who's going to carry on our legacy forward in terms of uh, our rich heritage, creating, you know, new boundaries for everyone else? I tell people all the time, and I get so many DMs from other creatives, uh, people from India, Pakistan, the UK, the younger generation, coming up, like, well, how did you make that decision? Why did you do it? Like, how does it feel? And it, it's all about being comfortable with yourself. Like, who are you as a person? What do you want to give back to in the world, in the community in general? There's one person I met this year uh, by the name of Terry, Terry, Terry Marty from the UK, and he is was able to essentially tell me, like, if you want to do this, if you want to be successful, you have to have a higher call. You have to have a higher, uh, you know, you just have to have a higher thinking. Like, I want to be able, at the end of the day, to give back to my community. Uh, and I think I'll be able to do that through my art. Uh, but 
you know, it's, it's a mixed bag. You always have people saying, like, okay, well, do your music and then go back to the corporate world. And I always tell them, no, like, that's not the vision. That's not my idea. And, uh, you know, it's, it's fascinating. It's, it's a constant yin and yang. It's a struggle. And, uh, you know, the only thing we can do is just keep challenging people's perceptions with successful work and, uh, new ideas, new concepts. And hopefully the world will accept it. And if they don't, uh, you know, you just keep trying. You keep pushing. Yeah, you mentioned a lot of um, working with rising artists and, and seeing the drive within a younger generation. Um, what advice would you have for other brown kids who are trying to pursue art professionally and maybe facing similar obstacles? Yeah. Uh, make sure you have a vision. Make sure you know exactly what you want to do in your life. And get ready to essentially have setbacks. Nothing is easy in life. Uh, you know, a lot of our contemporaries, a lot of our friends who are doctors, engineers, lawyers, they worked for years and years and years on end to get to their own goal. It's the same thing with our art. It's a constant struggle. It's a constant experiment. Uh, you know, it's very rare that you put something out there and the first day it hits and everyone's just constantly loves you. No. All these people who are successful in our respective fields, it's been a constant struggle behind the scenes just because you discovered a new artist doesn't mean they were popular from day one. Uh, one person that comes to mind is Ravino Aurora. She went through a lot of trials and tribulations to be the success she is. And now, um, you know, the music she's, she's putting out uh, is amazing. And the success she's garnering is fantastic for our community. She's another voice and uh, figure who is singing R&B, soul, musical, and people learning about, you know, her background, how she's a speak, and, uh, you know, what her, what were her grind was like to get to where she is. That didn't happen overnight, and, you know, you know, people should know that. That's one aspect of it. Just be ready for a struggle. Be ready for a grind. Uh, the second piece of advice I give to anyone who's thinking about going into the arts is, you know, just Make sure it's completely, you know, it's completely what you want to do in your life. Because if you're not into what you're putting into the world, if you're not fully in love with your art, it's going to show. Listeners, people, the audience, the community, they have an uncanny ability to really hear and figure out who's being authentic. Never be anyone, uh, or never try to emulate anyone. Always be yourself. Because at the end of the day, you're doing a disservice if you, you're not authentically 100% easy. Uh, and I found that out the hard way. You know, I was trying to go for a sound and a look and maybe a feel that wasn't 100% me. And I learned early on that's not right. I need to be myself for better or for worse, no matter what. And I think that's why, you know, I chose, you know, my Instagram handle. It's always severe. When, cause when people hear always severe, they know I'm always being myself no matter what. Uh, and that helps. Yeah, that's good advice. And that's actually so true. I think people often don't give their same amount of patience to artists to be successful as they do to people in other fields. So, yeah, it's something that artists have to, I guess, overcome and kind of ignore uh, when trying to hone in and create their craft and create their persona 
without worrying about what others have to say about their progress. Yeah, be yourself and get ready for, get ready to grind, essentially. You mentioned earlier that your family is a very musical family, and getting into this industry, being sick and being Punjabi, has been not difficult, but maybe um, something you've had to deal with. How much of a role now does your South Asian heritage play in your art? Because you also are unusual in that you sing in English only. Your, your vibe, like if I'm not looking at you while you're singing, I would never guess that it's you singing. It's, it's seriously the coolest feeling in the world. Like I'll give you an example. So I was performing in Times Square earlier this year for Turban Day, and literally it was a dream come true seeing just thousands and thousands and thousands of people in front of you. Like as far as the eye can see in Times Square, for anyone who's listening who's been in Times Square, it's a special place in the world. So imagine performing there. I just looked at the crowd, and when I started doing kind of like my jazz stack mix of Nat and Cole and Oldies and uh, a few covers I've done, it was fascinating to see, obviously, our Indian community stop and listen and to start to move in a way that they're not used to, but to also see tourists and people from all over the world, all walks of life, just stop and look over it, and they were just, like, shook that a Sikh American was, um, you know, doing jazz music it was it, it's such a cha- it's such a nice feeling to challenge the status quo like that 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 keeps me going uh you know like you said you if you were to hear me you hear any of my singles uh you'll be like whoa i never would have closed my eyes and pictured a cigar doing this uh and i think my ep coming up is going to really challenge people even more because think it's like a mix of, like, Frank Ocean with Frank Sinatra and then John Legend. That's, like, this sound that I'm going for. Um, and I'm still discovering myself, but I think when people hear this EP, Better Left Than Set, it's going to really just blow people away. Like, I honestly think it's completely something different from anyone else in the community. Um, and it's a mix. And you'll hear influences of my South Asian background, for sure. But it's totally on a new way. Like, I didn't make this EP for 2019. This EP is for 2020 and beyond. Like, people would just be like, whoa, this is a whole new level, a whole new wave. And uh, hopefully people, you know, they enjoy it. And it's, it's you know, something so different. Uh, I'm so excited to put it out. But, yeah, it's going to be something fascinating. That's really cool. That makes me really excited for your EP to come out. I'm interested to hear it. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, it's going to be always fun. That's really cool. So, you're uh, present on social media, and obviously, yeah. like, you made a social media account for your family's music business. Can you tell me a little bit about how social media has kind of changed the artist landscape? Like, has it helped your career? Yeah, uh, it's, without social media, like, number one, my family wouldn't be heard, and then number two, I wouldn't have the platform that I have now, especially living in, like, the tri-state area in the Northeast. Social media is everything. I know people, I understand how people can, it, it can be anxiety to do things, but if you look at it from a positive standpoint, so many people are discovering you just on the material you're putting out. And Instagram especially is giving you the tools, Facebook Live. Uh, YouTube, Twitter, you name it. They've all given you the tool, Spotify especially. 
has given you the tools to really put yourself out there and differentiate yourself. You know, in, in terms of my family, when I started, you know, when I recommended we just start doing Facebook Live videos, people heard our unique style, our Sarasan Kirsten, our possible Indian style, and they were just floored. You know, some of the some of the videos now when we go live are doing hundreds, hundred thousand views and plus on YouTube, on Facebook. Uh, you know, you know, so Dufan followed me on an Instagram now. Like he looks at my story. You know, it's fascinating. Uh, I don't think he follows me actually. I'm, I'm, I want to correct myself. I think he just looks at my stories from time to time. But it's fascinating okay. that you have access to like so many people and like on other creatives who are just like mainstream and like legendary and carving their own path in Hollywood and beyond. Uh, and they're able to look at the material you're putting out. It's so cool. Um, you know, I'm kind of a, you know, I have a, you know, a reputation for kind of being a joker. Uh, you know, it's kind of being so different. And, you know, that's kind of who I've always been. I've always just, you know, used my humor and my ability to sing just to, you know, differentiate myself on, online. And my family's so different in that respect as well. Um, it's a huge tool. I recommend everyone to just keep developing it, you know, experiment. And uh, you never know who's watching and listening, which is always cool, right? Yeah, definitely. And it helps me get in touch with actually a few artists. So, um, yeah, I, I totally see the value in social media, at least from, like, my standpoint, um, from a reporting perspective. I reach out to of people, course. like, sources on Twitter and Instagram all the time. So I totally get that. Yeah, like, you message me. And it's so cool that, like, you can message someone. What's the worst that's going to happen? Like, they're simply not going to read it or not. Um, it's okay. It leads you to the yeah, channel, exactly. right? And you're able to form new connections through it. So, it's a blessing. Yeah. So, going back a little bit, you said you grew up in a very non-diverse community. Yes. Which is interesting because that means that you were kind of the different one, but then you were also pursuing music that was also English-based, and that made you different within the brown community. So how was it like to be kind of the unique one out of both communities that you were a part of? And was that ever difficult or was that motivating? Yeah, I I truly believe this. I'm such an outlier in the Sikh community, and I can speak for my family as well. We're such outliers in the Sikh community that it's, it's heightened, number one, because we're Sikh. And number two, we grew up in a community that doesn't really have a, a bustling Indian population. The majority of my friends... Um, you know, Sikhs, Muslims, Hindus, they grew up in communities that had, you know, their, their representation there. It made it easier for them to assimilate, to go to school, to make friends. I didn't have any of that. It was so, I, I use the word jarring a lot, because it was. I would, I, I grew up in a house, an extended family, that's so rich in, you know, our taste, our music taste, our food taste, our, the way we communicate. So classical in a sense, right? Very traditional. Um, but then I would go to school and I would be the only Sikh and Indian in a class of 200 Caucasians. Um, you know, I grew up in Youngstown, New York. People have never even heard of it. It's like 20 minutes past Niagara Falls on the water. A beautiful, scenic town. I wouldn't change anything about my upbringing. I think the fact that I had that duality of, imagine you're waking up in the morning, you're having jaw, you're everything Indian, so busy, and then you're going to school for eight hours a day, and it's so Americanized. You're learning, and you're you're kind of immersed in that world, and you come home again, and you're switching on your 
you know, Desi lifestyle. So learning to speak Punjabi, Hindi, and English all at the same time, it kind of, you know, you were living in a dual world, and it made me find that balance and kind of figure out who I am uh, as a person at the same time. I wouldn't change anything about my upbringing. When people, when people hear about my upbringing, they automatically assume maybe I was bullied, maybe I had a difficult time. It was actually quite the opposite. I had a, a, a very fascinating upbringing where, you know, my community was supportive. Yes, you know, it was not perfect. Yes, there was, there was incidents. Yes, there was situations where I felt unloved. Uh, but I took that as an opportunity to educate people on Sikhism, to educate people about who we were as a family, our music. Uh, and still to this day, when we go back, um, you know, people know us as the Singh family, the Singh family. Uh, and the respect and ad- admiration we gained from so many of our contemporaries, the people who live around us, the people who we grew up with, it's a beautiful thing. Um, so take, take, uh, you know, I took this opportunity to educate people that I grew up with about who I was and they accepted me for who I am and I wore my turban proud and, uh, you know, at the same time I, you know, represented my family and, uh, you know, it's a beautiful thing. Yeah, that's a really positive way to look at it. So, that's cool. Yeah. Why do you think it's so important for artists to be creating art kind of in our world right now? Like, what impact does art have on people? We have a responsibility. We have a right to, to tell people about our experiences because the truth is there's another person halfway across the world feeling the exact same thing. If I'm, keep, if I'm keeping in touch or speaking with someone to... Uh, in Pakistan right now. I have a friend in, in Lahore, Pakistan right now where, you know, he's excited because I'm going to be in Pakistan the first week of November. I'm super excited my first time going. And, you know, we're speaking for Chubby with each other, but, you know, he's looking long or he's, uh, you know, he has a different upbringing. It just shows that we're all in this together. Um, you know, and it kind of opens your eyes to just how small this world is. Like, we have one life. We have one chance we're on this earth once. Why not make the most of it? Why not create this art? Why not break down boundaries? Why not see the humanity and beauty of this whole existence? Have you ever received any criticism from the Punjabi community for not sounding like the like new age Punjabi music? Yeah. Any time I've done an interview with like just Punjabi or BBC or uh, TV Asia, you name it. People are always like, wait, did you, ha- did you like, sing something in Punjabi or Hindi? And I'm like, ugh. Like, this is my whole point. Like, I'm here because I want to do something different. Like, of course, I'll do it. Like, that's not a problem. I have the utmost respect for anyone who sings in Punjabi or Hindi or that traditional set. It's beautiful. I'm a huge fan of it myself, but I want to do something different. Uh, so the criticism is always there. There's always people, uh, especially my dad's generation and my mom's generation, who are like, oh, but we want to hear something with Punjabi. But, like, that's not, that's not my specialty. It's not something I want to do. Uh, maybe one day I will do it, but, uh, for the time being, let, let me, like, express myself in the way I want to. And hopefully you can enjoy it and appreciate it. It's really refreshing to see someone who doesn't get bogged down by you know, we're all here for a limited amount of time. Uh, you know, create art and be who you want to be and get back and, you know, you 
you know, love the people around you and it will be, uh, it's going to be beautiful. So, uh, thank you. Thank you for that compliment. I'm here to spread love and positivity. Yeah, that's really sweet. Um, what, so what Based on our definition of Pardesi for this show, yeah. would you label yourself as Pardesi? Yes, I would. 100%, without a doubt. I am a Pardesi, for sure. Great. Thank you so much. I really, really appreciate this. And congrats to you for doing this. I'm super excited for you as well. Thank you so much. Be sure to catch our next episode of Pardesi and follow us on Instagram at Pardesi Podcast for more updates and more content.